Audubon Country Club members, thank you for your support as we continue to navigate through the COVID-19 issues. We are working hard to ensure a safe and healthy environment, keeping the club financially sound and preparing for the eventual opening of our 2020 season. In response to the Illinois governor's announcements to extend the stay-at-home order in Illinois until the end of April, Audubon Country Club has delayed the opening of its 2020 operating season until Friday, May 1st, 2020. This date could be extended if circumstances change. The health and safety of our members, guests, and employees is of utmost importance. Although we are disappointed about delaying the start of our season, we are and will be complying with the government directives, recognizing that the health and well-being of our employees is critical for us to eventually open our doors to our members. Thank you again for all you do. We will continue to keep you posted if circumstances change. Please stay safe and healthy, and we look forward to seeing you soon. The Audubon Management Team. Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Grabeel, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, here it is, only one week since our first podcast. I know I talked about podcasts only coming out every two weeks, but we have a lot to talk about this week including sim racing yes uh so while we can't get out to the racetrack we can still enjoy some racing which started the audubon official audubon e-racing series started on monday april 6th so i have asked uh, two gentlemen to join here join us here on the podcast kyle nato who is the assistant race director at the audubon country club tells us all about the sim racing e-series that is uh, hosted on iRacing and how to get involved and uh, other other stuff about where the direction of that racing series is going. Also joining us is uh, Jordan Missick. He's a driver for Newman Watts Racing. He races F3s and he's going to join us. He has an extensive sim racing resume and background starting in sim racing when he was very young. He's still a young driver but uh, he started when he was a young teenager uh, simulator racing. It was my first experience was talking to his dad when his dad said he was a sim racer and I had absolutely no idea what that was. And, and uh, now sim racing is uh, prevalent in my house all because of that first conversation I had with Jordan's dad. And now let's welcome Kyle Nato and Jordan Missig on the Audubon Country Club podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the Audubon Podcast. It is April 7th. I'm coming to you from a hotel in Memphis where it's stopped raining and it's beautiful outside. And joining here in this podcast, we have Kyle Nadu. Uh, Kyle, hello. Hello, John. How are you? I'm great. Where are you right now? We are keeping our social distance from everybody and Stay at home, shelter in place. Yeah, stay at home. And and also on the call here is Jordan Missig. Jordan, hello. How are you doing, John? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And Jordan, where are you at right now today? Thanks for having me on the show with you guys. Um, I am currently um, hibernating away down in Northport, Florida, isolating myself from everybody up in the club in Illinois. So social distancing myself from everybody else in the world as of right now. So yeah, down here with my family in the sunshine state of Florida. All right, very good. Um, so we wanted to cover in this 
this is so April sixth, yesterday, Monday, the Audubon Country Club had their first in a series of e racing events used, utilizing i racing. If you've listened to the podcast in the past, uh, we did a podcast uh, the first year with uh, I think it was the second year. First, I, I, I can't. It was a first year, second year. I can't remember with uh, Jordan Missig and his dad. Uh, uh, Jim Missig, and we touched a lot on sim racing in that podcast. This is some years later, and I'm a little more versed in pot in in sim racing. And since we all can't go to the racetrack right now, this seems to be an outlet that many of us are using to get our competitive uh, or get those competitive. Um, opportunities out there so starting first um i just want to ask jordan here jordan how would you describe sim sim racing or simulator racing or virtual racing i guess they might all be all be the same we commonly refer to it as sim racing how would you kind of describe it um you know the virtual racing is very different to what we've been to in real life here racing you know you don't get the feeling that you would get in a normal race car obviously it's all to the hands and emotions and handling it's basically it's a training tool for hand eye coordination um where you know you're judging your eyes getting trained to what you're seeing on the racetrack and you're feeling the car basically through the you're feeling it through the hands of the steering wheel itself you're not able to feel it through like your arms and your legs and even your butt most of the time where you're feeling it through the seat of your pants as in a real car so you're definitely training your eyes a little bit more you're definitely racing with your hands so it definitely brings a whole different aspect on how to drive a car and you know most of the pro drivers now you see move over to iRacing for their professional platforms are having a very difficult time adjusting to it because it's definitely not like driving a real car itself but you get the same aspects of being in the race car of being at the actual track but you're not getting the same feeling of being in the car itself you don't get the same sense of speed right yeah so it's it's very eye hand coordination training and uh i just want to touch base to get some people caught up so you have a do you have a simulator in in florida also yeah so we're currently putting up uh, together a simulator ourselves um back at home in illinois i have a stage five sim experience uh motion simulator that uh, just kind of the seat just rumbles around when it goes over the bumps or if you were to go in grass. But that's mainly for like a Porsche car or like a closed cockpit single um, seat car that you would kind of sit up on like in a Miata or something like a Porsche car. The sim we're getting right now is more towards the open wheel side since I'm going to be going into the F3 Formula Regional Series and more open wheel type cars. The simulator is going to be more open cockpit kind of way. So it's more Formula open. I'm more elevated sitting down lower in the seat. Um, we got ourselves a nice formula wheel to kind of go with it to kind of simulate as best as we can what the formula car would be like. Yeah, it, it, interesting. Yeah, there are different kinds of simulators. So um, if you guys, the listeners, are following along, I, based on Jordan's recommendations, I have a, a Logitech G27 wheel. You can get it on Amazon for uh, – you can get the whole – system um i i think it's uh 
three the wheel four, itself normally comes hours. around 300 bucks yeah, yeah the steering wheel itself can come around 300 bucks and the pedals itself can maybe be like 500 so you're keeping within like a low thousand dollar budget you could say yeah i think so so yeah i'm looking on amazon right now the g29 wheel and a three set pedal set is 399 and you can add a shifter for 50 bucks i think they work great um and again, it's a, it's a Logitech G29 or the G920. They're both interchangeable. The G29 is a little bit more popular, but I think we have the G3920. Uh, In addition to that... John, that... Go ahead. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, yeah, John, that, that's what's really interesting about, uh, you know, iRacing and uh, virtual racing is you don't need a full-blown, you know, tens of thousands of dollar uh you know simulator you can actually go on amazon right now like you just did purchase a uh basic but very good wheel and pedal setup and you know you can be racing tonight uh and and practicing and honing your skills so uh while there's definitely those options out there you can also kind of go a less expensive route and still have some fun racing with your friends and I would touch a point on that for Kyle's point. Um, you know, if you were following, if any viewers are following the E, that is a NASCAR series now that I race, that NASCAR is doing on iRacing. They're about three weeks in. Um, the first week they raced at Homestead, Denny Hamlin won the race, and he bought himself a $40,000 simulator that has all the motions, roll bars, and everything, so he can kind of feel very similar to like it's in the car so he's like almost at the actual racetrack it's very similar to what it was like in the car then the following week they raced at texas a guy named timmy hill won the race and he had just a simple desktop g27 pedals and steering wheel and he won the race so it kind of shows you that you can go from low budget one thousand dollar budget and win a race to forty thousand dollar budget and still win the exact same race yeah that's yeah so what we know about sim racing and just to to recap so we we got a you can get a a thrustmaster set um also for just a little bit more than a logitech mitchell my son the 15 year old son he built a, a pvc racing rig so this is a rig that actually has a seat and holds the pedals and holds a steering wheel. We got a seat donated from Eurosport. George at Eurosport donated a seat to him, and he built this PVC racing rig in uh, a weekend. And that that PVC racing rig is is generally referred to as the Simular 8 or R. So S I M U L 8, the number 8 R. The PVC plans. Mark II, I think, is what we built. The PVC plans are very uh, are accessible on the internet, and um, and we built that. Now we're getting ready to upgrade ours into into a little bit better of a chassis to hold the, the to hold everything, and we've added some other things. I think the one thing Jordan that, that you uh, told me initially to get is you need a force feedback wheel. So if you do get a wheel, um, you, ideally you need what's called a force feedback wheel. And if you mm-hmm. could explain that real real quick, Jordan. Yeah, so force feedback is basically the feeling inside the wheel. There's only in most of these wheels, like a G27, there will be a machine that's kind of inside the wheel that will give you the force feedback, which force feedback is the jolting that you would feel when you go over like bumps, curbs, or anything. That's the kind of feeling that you feel through the wheel. Instead of feeling it through your seat, your pants, or any other part of your body, you're going to feel it through your hands, through the steering wheel. Now, there are some other um, forms of steering wheels like Thrustmaster or Fanatec 
they would come out with direct drive wheels that have these huge boxes that cost can be cost around seven hundred to a thousand dollars for those hardcore simulator people that give you even more of a feeling that comes with it. But the force feedback itself, you know, it's gonna you're gonna get the more comfort feeling. It's gonna have the little bit of weight to the steering wheel to make it feel like it's harder to turn. It's gonna make it feel like you're feeling all the bumps and everything. Versus not having a force feedback wheel, the steering wheel is going to feel loose. It's going to feel light. You're not going to have any feeling like you're on track or anything. And it's going to be very easy to lose the car and not have any feeling or motion that comes with the car. Yeah, I think as a minimum, a force force feedback wheel is is needed. But it, you, it's the different in rigs that we call these these setups. All matters about what experience you have personally. It does not make you faster. No. Um, it does give you a different experience, whether it's motion, whether it's seat rumbling, whether it's sound, the, mm-hmm. the direct drive wheel. It's all your experience and what you want out of it. And it can be any. There's m- many, many, many different rigs you can go online and you can find. Um, if you just want to get started like we did and it's very streamlined, you know, the Logitech system and a PVC rig and away you go. And uh, we got a curved, we used to use VR. So the two options for, for Viz are VR, virtual reality headset, like an Oculus or uh, a television or a, a monitor, really want a monitor with a decent refresh rate. Um, we got a, we were on VR. We just switched to a single curved, single screen, $250, an AOS screen, I think on 34 inch don't need anything bigger than a 34 inch um there are other options but when you sit it close when you're close enough to the to the monitor you don't need a big bigger screen most people have either vr or three um monitors so they're monitoring the cars on either side of them um Mm -hmm. we're getting close to to maybe you know throwing in a couple more monitors but uh, and you need a decent computer because iRacing only works on a computer correct it does not work on a gaming system no, correct. You're only able to do iRacing through a computer itself. And generally speaking, um, you want to. I, re- I can highly recommend you want to go for a gaming computer because you don't. The last thing you want to do is run iRacing on a laptop. iRacing has so much memory that it comes with it that it simply will not run on a laptop. So, getting a gaming PC to come with, if you're going to get iRacing is highly recommended to run the max quality, max frame rate that comes with iRacing and get the best experience out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so gaming computer, monitor, a rig to hold everything, and um, a, a simple uh, three-package setup from Amazon, and, and away you go. Um, so, Kyle, let me ask you, what was the genesis for, for the, the club, the Autobahn, to start an e-racing series? Well, actually, this was member-driven. Uh, a lot of members started their own uh, racing series and it started growing and growing. Um, and all we did was simply just collect all of those racers, all the members and started a, uh, our first series. So while we're still, you know, learning more and more about it, um, we, like you said earlier, we had our first race last night. Um, it went really well. We had, uh, over 25 members, uh, racing, and uh, it was it was great. I mean, it was fun to listen to everyone uh, kind of get right back to the swing thing, some uh, great little trash talking back and forth, all in good fun. Uh, 
And I mentioned some Greek. It was been fun to watch while we're all stuck in quarantine. Yeah, so um, the I, there, there's multiple sim racing platforms. Um, uh, we primarily use Assetto Corsa at our house simply because it's not online driven like iRacing is. So it's a program that you just download. Um, there's Project Cars, there's Gran Turismo, um, if I said that right. Um, iRacing is the most popular. They've been around a long, long time. They're very advanced. Um, it is all on the internet, so it's internet driven in my house out in the country. We don't have the best internet, and it does require lots of updates and downloads, which is 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 frustrating to me and my son when we sit down to play it high racing and you got to download something. So there are there are some other systems out there. Um, again, most popular that we're seeing with with Formula One and with uh, NASCAR is the iRacing platform. Um, and that's, that's what most of the members were already using, and that's why we chose to go with, with iRacing, uh, is simply because that's what uh, the majority of people were using. Yeah, it's very realistic. I mean, iRacing has done a great job, particularly now with uh, the, the challenges that we are having in our country here, that iRacing has really exploded, you know, being a host for uh, IndyCars and being a host for the NASCAR now, does Jordan, does Formula One use iRacing too, or do they use another system? No, Formula One uses a game that they, Codemasters, makes that it's purely towards the F1 license um, that they have, and that's F1 2019, oh, which can okay. be played on the, the can be played on the PC as well, or on Xbox and PS4 if you want it to as well. But F1 dedicates that game to the F1 series as well because all the tracks that are on that game obviously are F1 cars, F1 drivers. F1 tracks. I mean, you're not going to really find the F1 tracks on any other simulator out there. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know mm-hmm. that. Oh. You might be able to find them on R Factor, but they're not going to be as scaled as well as the F1 series has them on F1 2019. Got it. Got it. Um, uh, speaking of R Factor, that's an older system, I guess we would say. Is that still updated? Yeah, they have two systems. They have R Factor, which had the um, old Audubon track with it. Um, but that was like many, many years ago. And now they had a system that they're uh, still working on updates and doing. It's called R-Factor 2. That's a more updated version. Okay, R-Factor 2, yes. If you do scour the internet in R-Factor, you can find um, someone who built the Audubon track. And uh, I did find that a couple weeks ago and uh, was able to download it, upload it, and and get it running in in R-Factor, which was interesting. Um, It's not probably the best. But um, it was early on, I think even 2006, I think, is when whoever designed it put it out there. Um, it was a while ago. So, um, Kyle, tell us a little bit about um, uh, the, uh, the, the plan for uh, the iRacing the, um, series there sure. at the Audubon. So tell us a little bit about the plan for the series. Absolutely. So, like I said, we did our first race. Uh, last night, uh, this is this series. It's called the Autobahn E Racing Series. Uh, you can search for it on the iRacing platform by just typing in Autobahn E Racing Series, uh, and then you would submit an application to join the series. So it's uh, we want to keep this member driven and focused on members. Uh, so this way, you're not racing a 12 year old kid in Belgium or anything like that. Um, 
Now, the series itself uh, is going to be a five-race series, and we're racing all around world-famous tracks. So last night it was at Lime Rock Park uh, in Connecticut, and uh, we're going to be scheduling the next race, the next track. Now, last night we used the MX-5 Cup cars, but uh, we want to change it up. We want you know GT cars. We want uh, open-wheel cars, radicals. Uh, so this way it keeps things interesting, but um, also keeps it fun, keeps it light, and um, you know people can really have a good time with it. But uh, five races for this first time, and we want to continue doing this, so we can even do it as a winter activity. We're probably going to carry this through once uh, the season begins, and so that way we'll have a Autobahn champion and also an Autobahn e-racing champion as well. Okay, well, that's pretty cool. And so are all the races going to be on Monday nights? Uh, right now we're still working out everyone's schedule. Um, so we're going to keep you updated on you know, if it's going to be a floating date or if it is just going to be on one specific night at a specific time. Okay. So we're kind of you know, gathering all the information and seeing what works best for uh, for the members. Okay. All right. Interesting. And so it was, so last night's format, so it's 30 minutes of practice. Is that correct? It, last night was 50 minutes of practice. Uh, again, it was in the MX-5 Cup cars. 50-minute practice, 10-minute qualifying session, and then it was a 30-lap race uh, at, at Lime Rock. So, okay. and we can play around with it. Um, and the great thing about iRacing is you can change so much. Now, since we're just starting out, we had a lot of new racers. We did what is called a fixed setup, meaning everyone got the exact same car, same tire pressure, same gear ratios, all of that stuff. Um, we wanted to keep it kind of easy just so everyone can. Um, get used to uh, get used to everything. So, but within the iRacing um, community and the software, you can change so much on a car, uh, which Jordan can go into more detail about. But also, as the person that hosts the race, there's a lot of um, fun factors, as I call them, where we can race at night. I can change the weather, so it could be a light drizzle. You could be racing in the monsoon. Um, now, we want to keep it realistic, but uh, at the same time, you know, there's a lot of different factors. One of them being uh, if there's marbles out on track, do those get cleared off or do they stay there? And that's really going to affect someone's racing line uh, and passing zones. And there, so there's definitely a lot of things you can do to, um, you know, keep it realistic. Yeah, and and I, and I appreciate. It. I I was on the road last night. Unfortunately, I did not get a race. My son raced, and uh, I think he really appreciated. He he he. A lot of people voted on you know a fixed setup or not. That seems to be what IndyCar and NASCAR is doing. Is that is that correct, Jordan? They're 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 leaving the setup, so it's just the driver. Yeah, everything's just kind of the same. Um, each car is set up the exact same, so it just comes down to driver skill and everything. Because, you know, at these times, most of these guys are all drivers. They're not engineers. So the last thing they want to do is go through each setup, trying to make their car faster and have to put in hours and weeks. Um, 
of practice into these cars when really it's just it just get on the sim get down to driving and comes down to a driver skill so yeah i, I really enjoy so i i had done a few races inside of a, a set of course i i would say um and i hadn't really done a race for i racing um i i didn't i didn't agree with the vr system that we had so once we got a, a screen um uh, a monitor that I felt a little bit better. I was, I was doing a little bit better and enjoyed it quite a bit more, quite honestly, Jordan, you use sim racing all the time for practicing. So last year you ran the radical cup. You did fantastic in the championship this year you, as a Newman Watts, uh, driver, you're going to be driving the, the F three with a awesome Honda motor and, uh, this is a learning tool for you. You're going to be using this. I mean, this, how you learn tracks and how you practice everything, right? Yeah, no, this is definitely a learning tool for me and everybody else that's going to be racing in the formula regional series right now. And even formula regionals themselves have put together a league of them of our own to race on iRacing as well. So, you know, all these leagues and all these uh, organizations and teams and series are coming together to race on iRacing all as one. Yeah, yeah, good point. So if, if you can watch Jordan race on Tuesday nights, so t- it's tonight, right? It's tonight. Yep, it is tonight. Yeah, yeah, tonight, April 7th, tonight. Um, this podcast comes out on the 8th, but um, the following Tuesday, uh, there'll be another race, and, and this will be, this is your third race tonight on the, on the se- April 7th is your third race in that series. Um, and where's the race tonight? Tonight we're racing at VIR. Next weekend we will be racing at Barber Motorsports Park. Okay, yeah, and a, and a little shout out to Jordan. Jordan and I do a podcast once a week that kind of details his uh, racing experience and what what he is doing out. Last year we talked mainly about the Radical Cup and practicing and how he's getting better and different driving techniques and how he uses simulators. And we're doing the same thing this year as we as. Jordan jumps into the F3 car and um, enjoys as, as much success that he had in the Radical car. I'm sure he's going to enjoy. Um, but it's been fun watching him watching him race and with commentators and everything, just like an IndyCar race or the NASCAR race or you know the simulator racing. It's all that those guys that those two organizations are doing. It's it's pretty cool. So uh, Kyle. When is, uh, so is the next race scheduled yet? It is not. Um, there's going to be an email going out today to the racers. Um, kind of, I want to get their feedback because there are other leagues that are going on that, you know, these members are a part of. Uh, so I want to kind of coordinate schedules with them. Uh, but yeah, within the next couple of days, we'll be releasing when the next race is, what track and what car. Okay, great. Yeah, I know that um, I've really enjoyed, I mean, okay, so I've done it a couple times, but I really enjoyed racing with people that I knew and getting out there. It, to me, it was, a, it was a lot more enjoyable than just going around the track. And I, I got a new car this year, so I've been I'm in that car, and I did hundreds and hundreds of, of laps out at, at Sonoma, out in California, hundreds of laps in, this, in the new car that I have, just, just practicing, and we'll see how that new car the simulator relates to the car when I finally get it on the track. So Jordan, how much time are, do, do you put in like for this race coming up here tonight, the, uh, 
quote unquote official race that you're doing for your race series. Um, how much time do you put into, to practice? So a lot of these guys, we tend to take this as serious as we can, because this is kind of like our season right now that we can do. So this is basically the only thing we have in mind and the only thing that we're kind of worried about, um, when it comes to days like today. So uh, today on average, some people are putting in almost up to three to five hours worth of time on the sim, but from a week standpoint, we're almost putting close to maybe 10 to 15 hours a week, uh, trying to dial the car in or you know, just kind of get used to the tracks that we're going on because most of us have raced on the tracks in real life, but when you bring a simulator into the play, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. And you're talking about dialing in a car, you're changing tire pressures, you're changing, you're changing downforce, you know, your wings, um, different things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's all in setup based. Um, you're changing and I'll touch base on what Kyle said earlier when it comes to setup changes. Um, it can go from like chassis adjustments to tire pressure adjustments. You could change everything with the car. You can make change the ride height, change the toe, change the camber of the car. You can change anything that you think of just like you would on a real car in a simulator car as well. And the setups are very identical to what they would be in real life conditions. Obviously, the fuel factor is not going to be there, but the changes that you would make for the car are very similar to what they would be in real life. And, and Kyle, we think that at some point there will be races that will will include, you know, open setups where, where, where the drivers are adjusting their setups? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. Um, and, again, this software, it can be as detailed as you want it to be. You can have chassis set up from mile to wild. Uh, and the great thing is with the simulators, you can run thousands of laps uh, and it's not going to cost you in, you know, real world uh, tires or, you know, maintenance fees or anything like that. So you can get your training done in the simulator and then come on out to Autobahn, jump into your car, and you're already ready to go. <laughs> um, so, so to get a hold of you to get on the list for the race list, so um, Kyle, is it Kyle Nato at AutobahnCC.com? That's correct. Uh, you can also, again, on the iRacing uh, website, you can search for Autobahn E-Racing Series and then uh, submit your application through there, and uh, we'll approve you. That way you'll get all the email notifications uh, as well that goes out through iRacing, so that way you know, it's going to say that the next race is coming up on this time, this date, and we'll be using this track in this you know. That, that car so all the information is going to be on uh iRacing but absolutely reach out to me shoot me an email and uh if you have any questions i can help you through it yeah so kyle nato k-y-l-e-n-a-d-e-u-a-n-a-d-e-a-u sorry let's start over k-y-l-e-n-a-d-e-a-u sorry Kyle Nato at, at AutobahnCC.com. It's AutobahnCC.com. Now, uh, we in my house, we've experienced uh, lots of frustrations using iRacing from uh, the one thing it's important to know that it's, it's, if you don't have a good internet connection or if you do, you, you have to download everything. So if you need a new car, if you're going to race a new car or a different track, all those things have to be downloaded. 
know they cannot be shared with family members, so I have to download them and pay for tracks and cars, and then my son has to pay for tracks and cars. Well, okay, I have to pay for both. And then um, for his account, and iRacing is raced under your own name. It's your, it's your name. It's kind of like Facebook where you have to use your own name to race. There, it, um, it, it, it is a challenge, I think, to learn where to go to sign up for things and where to apply. Um, again, you can reach out to me at podcast at audubonCC.com and, and I can help uh, walk you through it. I, I know you could get this stuff 15 minutes before practice, and if you were lucky and had a great internet connection, you could get it up and running. Most likely you're going to want um, to start this. You're going to want to order your Amazon wheel if, you, if that's where you choose to get it, you know, like I've mentioned, if you were going to order it off Amazon, you want to order it today on Wednesday uh, to have a couple days to figure it out, to plug it in and, and decide what computer you're going to run it on. But yeah, I would, I would think that for a little over, it's a little over a thousand dollars probably. Well, the computer's probably, Jordan, is that right? Is the computer going to be the most, well, not, it can't be, you can get steering wheels in wheel setups and, and for, for $2,000. But generally speaking, is the computer the most expensive part of the, of the rig for us for a beginning rig? Like I'm talking about with a Logitech system. It can be it. Like I said, it all the very depends on like what person the budget's going to go for. It can be yes in some cases and it can, it may, may not be. It depends on how, what the budget is obviously. But I will say this for sure. The computer is definitely the most important part and piece to the sim rig itself. You know, you're not going to be able to run iRacing if you have like a laptop or a, you know, five-year-old computer, let's just say, or something like that, that doesn't have much RAM or memory. You know, you want to get, like I said before, a gaming PC that it can hold a lot of RAM, a lot of memory, and has a good internet connection. That way you get the best experience possible when loading into the sim. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> uh, a good gaming system and uh, is going to be important. And that's probably, I would say, you know, I think about our system, that's probably the most expensive system. We had a system that could that still drives our VR. So when the kids, and okay, sometimes I do the VR stuff. Uh, Robo recall is awesome on the Oculus. Um, that, uh, that, that's an important, important factor. Hmm, interesting. Uh, we're getting ready to, uh, Rick Motech has a, I like to do everything myself. I'm a, my college degree was in woodworking. So Rick Motech, I believe that's how you pronounce it. They have a plans full plans that you can take out and use for templates for a um basically a mdf racing simulator so that's the one that we're going on we want a little the pvc has been served us great for two years we just want a little little bit more of a um a solid system but i'm a wood guy so if you're a metal guy you can make your own metal guy or you can just buy one um, multiple multiple places to buy one multiple websites youtube all those things can help you learn more about sim racing and how to progress. Um, so, Kyle, last night was the first race. How, how, how do you think it went? Uh, I think it went really well. Again, we had so many members join and participate. We had some iRacing I veterans uh, that were, you could tell that they put in the seat time because they were out front. But we also had a lot of newbies as well trying to figure things out. But, um, uh, it was it, it was fun to watch. Uh, there were a couple surprises. So there were three lead changes 
throughout the race. Again, it was a 30-lap race, uh, but the, uh, well, I'm looking at the results right now, and Peter Dempsey, one of the members, uh, was on pole position. However, Evan Gondel, uh, who is a party member, actually took home the checkered flag last night. So there were some pretty good battles. Jordan, you were um, doing really well as well. Uh, you were battling between uh, you and another member, Edgar Ramon. Um, so it was, it was fun to watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, we can't wait to do it again. Yeah, who were the, who were the podium finishers? So Evan? So Evan Godnell was first place, second place, very close behind him. Uh, they were just battling back and forth, neck and neck. Um, he was only three-tenths of a second behind Evan, uh, and it was Daniel, uh, Danny Bender took home second, and Sean Barwick uh, was, again, only three-tenths of a second behind him to uh, take the last podium position in third place. And it, was it, was, were, were pit stops required, or did, did people go into pit stops and change tires? Is that automated, or do you have to tell, tell the system to do that? How does that work? So for the first race, we didn't do that. We didn't want to overcomplicate things. Um, so there wasn't any refueling. There wasn't changing the tires or anything like that. We kept it nice and simple so that way they could focus on the racing itself. Okay, great, great. Um, so we hope, so it did not get, um, it was not broadcast. We, we have plans for this to be broadcast on the Audubon Country Club YouTube channel, where it'll be it'll be broadcast live with commentary. Is that the plan, right, Kyle? That's the plan. Uh, so, been working on that today. Uh, we're getting closer to having a live stream. But yeah, so what you're going to want to do is go to the Audubon Country Club YouTube page, like and subscribe, and then hit that bell notification. So that way, whenever we go live, you'll get a uh, a message, a notification saying that the race is now live. You can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your TV. Gather the friends and family around. And because I know that's what you do, Jordan, um, and that's how I've been watching him uh, in in his racing series. Is we put it right on our TV and uh, we're cheering right along. And sometimes I'm yelling at the TV. And uh, but it's fun. I mean, with the commentators itself. It really makes it look and feel like a real race. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, we cannot wait to, since I'm on the road so much, uh, I can't wait to be able to watch uh, all you guys race. Do we, are there any thoughts, Kyle, to separate divisions or a pure um mx5 series with a with a gt series and people pick different cars is there any thoughts to that or is this this is just the beginning and we'll see where it goes that's exactly it we haven't ruled anything out uh i'm taking you know a lot of people have been emailing me or uh, calling me with with their feedback and uh suggestions we're taking it all in uh, and again we want to go where the members want to go so if they want to do multiple divisions or different classes, different, you know, um, I'm open to all of it. So definitely email me and let me know what, what you guys would like to see. Okay, great. Kyle, I know you need to, you need to jump off for, to another call. I'm going to ask Jordan if he'd stay on for just a little bit. So, Kyle, thanks so much for being on the podcast. 
thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you guys online real soon. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. So, Jordan, um, you're building a new rigger. So uh, this is going to be, this section is probably going to be a little bit more advanced. Um, so the the current rig that you're building specifically is going to be centrist or focused on the F4 experience. Uh, are you building this yourself or is this, or is this kind of putting, um, putting a chassis and then, then picking out the, what kind of components you want or is this a... How are you designing this? So we get a little bit of a um, formula. We, um, it's called Next Level is the formula um, seat that comes with it. And it has the brackets that have it for the wheel stand and for the pedal stand as well. So that comes with it. So Next, um, next Level is the brand name of the, the, the rig. The seat, yes, that we're getting, yes. Okay. And then from there, we are getting ourselves, we have some three... Um, I think it's what 35 to 49 inch monitor 42 inch I think monitor curved monitors for um, my uh, visibility so I could see throughout the um, iRacing server so um, so are, the, are all three monitors curved yes all three monitors are curved which is interesting we technically about that so to get we want a good refresh rate on these monitors and mm-hmm. um I, I don't know number, but you're, you're talking up upwards of 150 to 200 um, hertz is a refresh rate. Um, if I said that right, did I say that right? Is that yes, is that you hertz? did. Um, anyway, I know the refresh rate. So we run, want that refresh rate up there. And getting a flat screen monitor nowadays with those nice refresh rates is a little challenging. Almost everything is curved monitors, um, and so do you. How do the how does the curved monitors look? Three curved monitors as opposed to three, three uh, flat monitors. Do you like that look better? Do you think that's going to be better for? I mean, yes, it looks a little bit better when you're in the sim because you can tell like it kind of helps the curvature, I should say, of the rig itself. Um, so it's more beneficial that way. But when you're sitting in the simulator and on looking at the screen, you don't see too much of a difference, even though it is curved. Um, you obviously aren't going to tell if it's curved or not, but when you look from the outside at the architect of it all architecture of it all it looks a little bit better and it seems a little bit better um with the curved monitors yeah yeah and the and the curved monitors right now what i'm seeing the prices like the one that we bought was 250 dollars again on amazon to it's an a aos curved monitor they're cheaper than the flat screen monitors mm-hmm. yep correct yeah they are um which i find is interesting so so we got we got the next level seat and we got the uh, big three big uh monitors um so uh, what do you what are you doing for your pedal set and um and steering wheel so for the pedal set and steering wheel, we want to get a little bit more advanced quality set um obviously the old pedals i have back at home i have an acura force steering wheel that comes with the sim experience state 5 simulator and a Thrustmaster. um i think it's like t3pa set uh, set of pedals i believe that's the correct terminology with the pedal mm-hmm. set i don't know um the problem is with the thrustmaster pedals is that they um are one of the lower cheaper brands ends on ends for um pricing wise and quality wise so the thing is is that you'll get some use out of them for like the first six months and then what i've seen recently is that the springs if once it gets a little dusty down there in the spring area it tends to like dwindle away with the um quality of the pedals so for instance i could push full throttle 
I can get full throttle for like maybe a little bit, but then eventually it will start to dwindle off to where it starts fluctuating between percentage of throttle and the brake pressure seems to be a little bit inconsistent as well as most other pedals have been. So that's just been my personal experience with the Thrustmaster pedals. Um, I'm sure there's other Thrustmaster pedal sets out there that are very uh, reliable and durable to when the ones we have right now. Um, my other sim that I have a portable set, which is a Logitech G27 steering wheel and pedals. Those have worked very well. They have not failed me yet. And I've had those probably since uh, 2014. Um, I haven't obviously used them for the majority of the time for the past couple of years. So they've been just sitting collecting dust, but they still work um, just like I got them out of the box. So I'm very happy about that. And then the new pedal set that I'm getting are, they're called the Fanatec um, pedals with the V3 setup. Um, and a um, Fanatec Formula V2 wheel that comes with the, it's made for the PC and Xbox, so it could be used for both systems. Um, has all the buttons that you would see with an Xbox controller, while also has the wiring and cables to connect to the PC. So could be used for both. And that's what you're kind of starting to see, to kind of go off topic a little bit here, but that's what you're kind of seeing between now these gaming system wheels is that they're not just making them for PC anymore. They're starting to make them for Xbox and PS4. So you can have multi-purpose functions for these steering wheels. Um, but yeah, Fanatec has been uh, something that I've been eyeballing for, especially with the formula uh, going down the formula open wheel routes. Um, Fanatec obviously is a proud sponsor and, partnership with the formula one esports series so all the guys when they race esports with formula one are using fanatech equipment so since i figured well formula one's using it for open wheel cars i'm going towards the open wheel side fanatech seemed like it's the logical way to go yeah so those you know thrustmaster just came out with a three pedal set with a load cell for the brake to the brake so that some some of them like your pedal set i would imagine has all three are load cells all three puddles. Um, mm-hmm. If the load cell changes from a potentiometer, which is what like the pedal set that I have, um, uh, there's a company that you can just you basically take what I have, take it apart, and put your own load cell on there, and then it changes from the feel of just increasing the resistance as you go down with the potentiometer to actually feeling like a hydraulic brake. Um, I can't. I haven't built it yet. Um, it's on the way here and to take that out. And um, yeah, interesting. So a travel set. So and when I'm in a hotel here on Monday nights, I can uh, if I could figure out how to um, not take any clothes with me whatsoever, I might be able to get at least a steering wheel and a small pedal set into <laughs> into my bag. Um, we, we have an old one. It's not it's not a force feedback set, but we have an old Thrustmaster. Maybe I'll try to. I think they only had two pedals to begin with. I might, I might do that and and uh, see if I could join in the fun when I'm on the when I'm on the road. <laughs> there you go. Have a little fun on the road. They, that's what it's all about. I don't know if the hotels that you're you might stay have had, might have the best inter- or optimal internet connection like you might have at home, but they might be able to make do to make a couple laps around the racetrack before. Well, it's, oh yeah, but we talk, right. But we talked about the computer. I don't know if my MacBook. Um, we do have a game, a, 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 a gaming laptop that's not not really appropriate necessarily for really race, but it is pretty big. But it is it's as big as that's almost as big as my suitcase. So yeah, it might not work out. This might not work <laughs> out. <laughs> so um, all right, Jordan. Well, thanks so much uh, for talking to us about sim racing. Uh, where can we find out more information about you? 
So find out more information about me. Um, you can always go to my website at jordanmysticracing.com. You'll find all the latest updates, posts, and pictures and videos um, from me, as well as you can find latest episodes that get published from the MPG podcast. That is another um, option to keep up to date with me. And you can find those episodes on my YouTube channel at Jordan Missig on under YouTube. You just type in Jordan Missig and you'll see my channel that has um, all of season one and season two of the MPG podcast. Um, to keep up to date with me social media wise, you can always go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Facebook, it's Jordan Missig Racing. For in- for Twitter, it's Jordan M Racing. And for Instagram, it's Jordan.Missig.Racing. Okay. Fantastic. Thanks so much for uh, for taking time out and talking to us talking to us from down in Florida. And uh, good luck tonight on the big race. Um, I'll let uh, uh, listeners know here next week on how you did. And uh, yeah, congratulations on on everything and all your success moving forward, particularly in this new car and this new race series. It's outstanding, and the new race team, Newman Watts Racing. Yes, thank you. And uh, we're definitely looking forward to getting ourselves on track, getting in this new car to be able to open her up and see what this car is actually capable of, as well as the upcoming season that we are hopefully going to be disembarking on in the near future. But unfortunately for now, we're just going to have to keep to the virtual world and uh, keep chucking along on the simulators. (laughs) All right, Jordan. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.